Hi, I'm Jessica Amir. I'm a market analyst with Bell Direct, and today I'm with Mike Macquarie, who's the Chief Investment Officer of BlackRock in Australia, paving the way for what to expect for 2020. Mike, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So 2019 was a record year for Australian uh, equities and US markets as well, largely fueled by record low interest rates. So 2020 may look very different. So what, what can we expect, Mike? If we think about our global outlook first, and then we'll come to Australia, on the global stage, we see three things that investors need to be concerned about. One is an uptick in global growth. The second thing to talk about is a policy pause. And the third is thinking about what resilience means in a portfolio in a record low uh, interest rate environment. So we start with the first one. If we think about growth edging up, particularly fueled by the US, you've got a strong tailwind coming from low interest rates, a very strong household sector, meaning consumer spending is really strong in driving the economy. But we're seeing a pickup in, in manufacturing um, and broad financial conditions are, are favorable for growth. So don't want to shy away from trade tensions and a potential uh, presidential impeachment as noise to that, that background. But we do see growth picking up globally. That has us positioned in a positive way towards equities globally. The second key thematic is global central banks are tending to pause on interest rate cuts. If we look at the US in particular, we don't see any rate hikes or rate cuts in 2020. Maybe the next one will be out in 2021. So with that pause and the longer sustained low interest rates, we think that will help drive uh, further growth in, in the global economy. We'll come to Australia in a little bit because it is quite different there. The third thing we've been talking to our clients around is resilience. What does that mean in a portfolio? Historically, you've had this negative correlation between stocks and bonds. And bonds have been a nice buffer in a portfolio with the stocks. As interest rates have come down, 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 and if you look at Europe, there's a lot of negative yielding interest rates with government bonds. We have to step back and question, are those bonds going to provide the buffer that we would ex have expected historically? Going forward, are we still going to see resilience, buffering coming from those government bonds um, in the past? So that's something to think about on the global stage. So those are three thematics we're engaging with our clients on. So you mentioned manufacturing picking up, plus we're also likely to see a possible end to the trade war. So when it comes to investing in 2020, how do you see investors should be tilting their portfolios? On the global stage, there's three main areas that we're looking at. An overweight position in global equities, uh, an overweight position in credit or corporate bonds, and a neutral position in government bonds in, in the portfolios. Why are we overweight equities? We talk about the easing that has come from central banks. That means the cost of capital has, has come down. That has helped fuel growth. For 2019, we saw some pretty big returns. 
But if we look at valuation, it's still pretty reasonable. It's not overly expensive, so we're not too concerned on that front. If we think about the growth uptick, what that means to us is we're really looking at forward earnings. That's what we need to see. As long as we're seeing that forward earnings growth, which we really expect in the U.S., we think it will be a little bit of a, an uptick in, in Europe, that is quite positive. In this growing environment, we like things that are pro-cyclical. By that, we mean things that benefit from low and stable rates and a growth in forward earnings. So things like Japanese equities or emerging markets are two of the positions that we like in the portfolios. So you've highlighted that 2020 will be very favourable on a global front, but bringing it back home to Australia, um, consensus is that rates will be cut two more times in 2020. But what's your outlook for Australia for 2020? That's a really important point of differentiation you just made there. If we think about the US, it's stable. We don't see any rate hikes or rate cuts in 2020, but we're seeing one to two in Australia, one in Q1, um, in the second one in the back half of, of next year. So what's different about Australia is that the consumer sector is not spending like the U.S. The U.S. is retail, consumer-led, really driving uh, the growth. We're not seeing that. We have a much higher debt load in, in Australia. Consumers are paying off debt. They're not spending as much. So that's not driving uh, the economy as well. House prices have started to tick up. We'll be watching that to see if that, if that continues. Unemployment, we're hoping to see a little bit of wage growth, but it's pretty benign there, and the unemployment rate is, is reasonably stable. So those are things for us to, to watch as we move into the, the new year, and hopefully a shift between part-time and full-time. I'd like to see that full-time number picking up a bit more. Monetary policy is interesting, but how much more can it do? It's kind of run its course. If we get these additional cuts, which we think will, will help, reducing the cost of capital helps equities. But we're really looking for the fiscal side. What's the government going to do? Is it going to be an injection of capital? Are we going to see more infrastructure spending? So we're really looking forward to that May 2020 budget to see what are they putting in there? What sort of spending is going to come out of that, that budget? Um, and a final thing that we're, we're looking at is the, the tax cuts. A lot of them aren't going to kick in until 2024. We'd love to see some of that brought forward. If it did, it would be a really nice tailwind for the economy and could potentially uh, help out quite a bit. Thanks, Mike. And that ties in perfectly to my last question, one that investors have been waiting for. When it comes to Australian investing, what can we expect for markets for 2020? The first thing I'd say is 2019 has been a fantastic year. We've seen fixed income markets, bond markets, up into double digits. We've seen equity markets, high teens, 20% range. That is not our core position for, for 2020. We're still positive, but we don't think it's going to be nearly as, as strong. If we think about um, the economic environment for Australia, we talked about uh, the tailwinds, really looking for that earnings growth. For to 4.5% forward-looking earnings growth. If we can get that in this low-rate environment that has the low cost of capitals for companies, that should see us with mid to high single digits in, in Australian equities, and we're positive or overweight uh, Australian equities. One of the things that we are watching is 
the Australian dollar. Being a small economy, it has a lot of offshore investments. These companies have money coming back to Australia. The A dollar matters, and we see that holding pretty steady. It's been interesting with commodity prices having an upward push on the Australian dollar, mm -hmm. but the low interest rate differential putting a downward pressure on it. It's been pretty stable, and we think it will probably stay in that 65 to 70 range over the coming year. So when we're looking at uh, equity markets, we're, we're mildly positive on, on equities uh, in this year. If we think about what does that mean, we talked a little bit about the pro-cyclical environment globally. We like that as well. Things like mining services and, and contractors are interesting plays. Another area we're interested in is technology, the growing tech sector. But we have to be careful because some technology is already very expensive. It's been bid up. It's uh, forward earnings are going to struggle to match uh, the expectations. So looking at pricing power, do the tech companies have good market positioning? Do they have pricing power? That's important. Final point to make is, is around healthcare. Um, with an aging demographic, uh, healthcare in this country is going to be very important. Uh, and looking at companies that can service that well and do it from a point of uh, value and differentiation will be important. Well, thank you so much for your time and insights. Mike McCorry, the CIO of BlackRock Australia. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.